DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Luke Robitaille, LA Kings team president, and he's on the Smart Rain guest line. Best State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. Luke joining us with the Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights getting ready to play an exhibition game Thursday night. TNT's going to televise the thing. TNT getting in on the hockey. Luke joins us now. Luke, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Bring in How are the, you today? Doing well. You're bringing the NHL to Utah. And uh, although we never met, I understand you have spent a considerable amount of time in Utah and have ties to the Utah area. He owns property, doesn't he? And, yeah, and can speak to Utah yep. a little more than the average NHL person. Yeah, I know the area pretty well. The Heber Valley, you know, the whole area there. And been there for many years, so love it there. So Wasatch or Ledges or Promontory, where do you play? Uh, well, I played them all. <laughs> I played them all. <laughs> Not well. And I visited, like, all the sides, side to side. <laughs> so I got to share a little funny story with you. I was I used to work for the South Bay Daily Breeze based out of Torrance in the nineties, and yeah. uh, and we played uh, I played softball and the Kings had a team. Jim Fox was on the team and we always used to like to beat them over there at Wilson Park in Torrance. But uh, so I worked in the sports department and I think it was the year that you guys went to the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. What was that ninety three? So we had our yeah, hockey 93. yeah our hockey guy wrote a big feature on you. And we had the headline, and the, the headline, the guys on the desk wrote the headline, Luke of the Draw was kind of a play on your name. But some dumb editor changed it to Luck of the Draw, and it really ticked off the guy who wrote the headline and the guy who wrote the story. I'm sure you don't remember it, but that's one thing that I remember from the 90s for Luke Robitaille. Every time I hear the phrase Luck of the Draw, I think of Luke Robitaille and how the editor changed that headline. So, do you think he brought in bad luck to our organization? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> I don't know. I know you haven't been in the playoffs, I think, for three years. So, what what is the level of optimism going into this season? Uh, for us, uh, you know, in, in the NHL, having a hard cap, it's uh, we had a really good run in the, you know around 2011 till about 2015, 16. And then uh, we just ca- had to rebuild our team. We had to uh, to just go back to the draft and so forth. So we've been kind of loading up the last two, three years. We have a number one pool of prospect coming into our organization. So we're excited. This is the first year that we said, okay, we're turning the page. We're done with the rebuild. So we signed a couple free agents this summer. We made a trade and uh, – so our guys, our veterans are excited because we're getting in some new fresh blood coming in. We've had the number two overall last year drafted uh, in Quinton Byfield. And uh, so we're excited. This is like our time for us to turn the pages to getting back into being competitive. It's not like the NBA where you could get two guys and then yeah. you co- co- you're competitive and then the third guy you're pretty much sure to be in the top four or five. Right. It's a little harder. But I do think in all the salary cap leagues that there has to be a certain understanding, and baseball, you set that aside because they're not capped, but in the salary cap leagues, a certain understanding that you go for it for a while, and you guys won it all 
You yeah. hoisted the cup in 2012 and 2014, and the year in between you were in the conference final. And is it, but from the fan perspective and also inside the organization, the good times are good. Now you've only played two playoff series in seven years and you lost them both. Yeah. But it's the salary cap and their cycles. Is it worth it or the downtime's so bad you're like, oh man, this is killing me? Or, or can you kind of no. convince yourself, hey, the uptimes are worth it and we're rebuilding, it's okay? There's nothing like winning a championship, guys. I mean, the, the fans will remember forever. They they live with you forever, and it, it, it's amazing. Uh, I think, yeah, we, we look back now, we're like, man, we haven't done much the last six, seven years. But there was a time that we still had hope for two, three, four years. Probably the one mistake that we made that we learned along the way is uh, to, unfortunately, in this kind of, cap era you, you you know fans fall in love with players because you when you win a championship they become heroes and at some point probably it's it's, it's easier for them and for the organization to say goodbye earlier to some of the guys because you, you just can't keep everybody you can't sign everybody to what the, the amount of money they deserve to be able to to stay competitive for a longer period of time and that's what makes it really hard in a in a hard cap era I know your coach so far in the preseason game, McClellan's been playing a lot of youngsters. What should the fans expect when they come to the arena to see the game against Las Vegas? Oh, I, well, tomorrow for us, we've got most of our roster. We've got a ton of guys playing. So we're, we're, we're going down today on our roster. We're, we're, we're having a few cuts. So, you know, they should expect to see our top guys. They, they're going to expect to see some of our top prospects. So, it's going to be a fun game. And, and also, funny enough, I mean, Vegas has been so competitive. They've done such a great do- job with their franchise. They're already a huge rival of ours. So those games are always super intense. So they should, they should expect a great game tomorrow. I mean, Vegas is a great, great team, great organization. So it's going to be a lot of fun for that game tomorrow. So when you go, and I don't know how often you go on the road with the team, but if you go on the road to Vegas for a Kings game, I, I mean, I grew up in San Diego and lived in Southern California for a long time, and Vegas was always, well, in San Diego, we'd call them a bunch of L.A. wannabes, to be honest. They were a bunch of L.A. wannabes. So I assume you still have a Kings fan base there. There's certainly transplants there. So is it like a 70-30 crowd when you go to Vegas, or is it is it all Golden oh. Knights and you don't hear Kings fans? Oh, no. I mean, it, it's amazing. You're right. We played there, you know, preseason games for about 15 years straight, and we get our fans to come down. We had a huge base. None of them are Kings fans, I think. They're all Vegas Golden Knights fans. It, it's amazing. They have a great crowd. They support them. They follow them. There will probably be quite a few of them tomorrow. It's, uh, they've done an amazing job at, at making sure they, they have their following with them. And it's been fun. It's kind of funny. We, we, we gained a lot more hockey fans. Probably lost a few Kings fans for us. But I think it's good for our game. Yeah, up here, too, and getting exposure to NHL right here in our city so the fans don't have to travel out of state. They can get it right here by coming into downtown. This is the third time that the Kings have been playing here since uh, 2018. Is this something that you're looking to continue? Yeah, yeah. We've been talking with the folks at Vivint Arena with the the Jazz. They've been been tremendous partners. We're really happy. And uh, we know we're coming back for the next couple of years, but we'd love to keep that going. It's just been a lot of fun. And 
I think the game with Vegas makes it a lot of fun too. The both teams are pretty close, so it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow tomorrow night's crowd. So obviously, as an expansion team in Seattle, uh, there have also been teams moving. So, what do you think is the future for the NHL? Is there more expansion coming? How do you, how do you think this is going to play out? Or you need to keep those markets open in case another team needs to move? Uh, I, I I'm not seeing uh, like another expansion in the, in the near future in our league. There could be a couple teams that moves. You never know. You know, we we haven't had uh, too many people moving. I mean. So the Islanders moved just arena, but not uh, in, a, in a city. But that was it. And I don't foresee a lot happening as far as movement of our franchise in the next few years. Oh, so we're, th- we're starting to get a lot more stability. Yeah. You think Phoenix is is settled? Uh, no, the, that's the one uh, I was going to say. The, that's the one that's been not sure. But we keep hearing that they're getting closer and closer to get an arena. Right in uh, either Scottsdale or Tempe in that area. So yeah. we, we keep hearing, like, we were just there the other day and they're talking about uh, it should be an announcement soon. And I don't know when that's going to be, though. Luke Robitaille joining us, the LA Kings team president. And the Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights have an exhibition game at Vivint Thursday night if you want to go see some NHL preseason hockey. I'm curious, uh, obviously you know because you're in the Heber Valley and you know how big a deal the Jazz are here and what the Olympics have done for basketball there's been some back and forth and now it looks like the nhl players are in the next olympics how does that hurt the nhl season stop in midseason how does it help it what is the as a as an ex-player and now the team president what is the give and take from the business side and the hockey side over something like that well funny enough from the business side you, you never really like to stop the season especially if you have momentum um but but you can adjust to it. Like I mean, it, it depends how your team's doing. The one thing you hope is you you won't get your star to go there and get hurt because that that could really flip your season. But uh, from a hockey side, it's been good. It's been good for us to go in, in the Olympics. I don't know how the time change is going to make the, the the availability of the games this year. But on this deal, our players really wanted to go. It's 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 always been clear that. Uh, when we uh, signed a new collective bargaining agreement that the players, they wanted that option to go to the Olympics. And they were the ones that wanted to go. So if they really want to go, well, we're fine with that. You know, it should, it should be a fun tournament. That means the guys are going to take it real seriously. So I'm down in Vegas a lot for, for personal reasons. And the amount of uh, popularity that the... Kind of, wait a minute. What kind of personal <laughs> Nothing to do with gambling. <laughs> not, not, nothing. More family. Okay. More family issues. <laughs> uh, or circumstances. Not issues, but circumstances. Okay. Uh, so it's all clean. It's all above board. I promise you. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. And so with that in mind, I mean, I have seen the popularity of the Knights just explode. And it's really incredible. It's been a smashing success. And, of course, they've had a lot of success on the ice very quickly. And you've already alluded to it And for an expansion team and all that. What do you think has been some of the reasons for them to be able to hit the ground running to find success as far as a competitive team? Well, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the competitiveness of it, like, first of all, their GM at the time, George McPhee and now Kelly McCrimmon, 
They've done a tremendous job. They were very strategic, like our expansion draft changed so that you were for sure they were going to get a good player from each team. So they took full advantage of it. Some teams wanted to keep some players, so they made trade. They gave extra picks and so, so forth. So they got a lot of assets to start with, and they made sure they took full advantage of it. And then the other thing regarding the city itself is when they started, if you remember, there, I think it was like a week and a half before their opener, there was the unfortunate event, the shooting there yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. And it was horrible. So no, we didn't know if the season was going to start at the time and so forth. The one thing about hockey players is they, they do a lot off the ice. They give a lot. Guys, like the hockey players are known to be good guys and so forth. So no one knew any of those players, but everybody, they, they threw a jersey on all of them, and they visited everyone in each hospital in the city. And I think that had a huge impact. It gave, whether you could call it hope or they got to talk with some of the people that were, you know, in, in, in tough condition. They got to talk to the, uh, the first responders and so forth. And then right away, it seemed to have an impact that people understood in Vegas that when you have a team, they can make a difference. They started raising money for people and so forth. And they, I don't know if you guys saw the opening night, but they had like a, all first responders yeah. coming on the ice with right. each player when they when they announce them, and it, it just had this impact. And then to make matters even better for them, I think they won four, out of forty-one games at home. They won thirty-two that year, some some crazy number like that. And it was absolutely amazing. You know, they they just seemed like they couldn't lose. They had that momentum, and they just right away catapulted the, the whole franchise. It was amazing. Luke Robitaille joining us, uh, L.A. Kings team president. How, uh, quote-unquote, back to normal is the NHL going to be? Obviously, with the pandemic, everything was scrambled. Canadian teams playing each other, didn't have the traditional uh, divisions, and we could go on and on with all the differences. How how close to normal is the NHL season going to be? Well, the season will be there, but it's not, you know, our normal now is different. You know, we got to wear masks and people... You check vaccination, you check tests and so forth. It's not quite what it used to be, but we're starting to get closer to normal where fans are going to be accepted. I think 30 of out of 32 buildings will get 100% fans in our league. So at least that's going to happen. So from that standpoint, our players are looking forward to having fans in the stands and some noise because last year it was, it was really weird. Well, Luke, we appreciate you bringing a little hockey, a little event back to town and uh, hopping on the air with us for a few minutes to talk about it. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you on a golf course somewhere. Yeah, uh, hopefully I'll run into you there, okay? <laughs> okay? I'll see you guys. We'll see some people tomorrow night. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Luke. Luke Robitaille, L.A. Kings team president, the Vegas Golden Knights and the L.A. Kings, which I think are the two teams you'd really want to be here, right? Uh, maybe Denver, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting that you claim it's a Broncos town, but not a Rockies or an Avalanche. I, I don't know, but certainly Vegas, yeah, because every one of us has been to Vegas a million times over. There's just and so many Southern Californians here. And then you got that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why That's why I defaulted to the Kings. Yeah, I know, but it's why wouldn't you default to the Avs or the, to the Rams? I guess maybe they didn't have they weren't there. Team, but they are now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're doing very, very well. Uh, so um, Vegas has just exploded with you can't go anywhere. Without seeing billboards, yeah. neon signs, a couple jerseys. Of years ago, I was at an outdoor concert 
and it was in a hotel. It was just out like in a, in a courtyard. They put up a stage. Mm-hmm. And so you know how they have those like open bars by the pools? Mm-hmm. Well, the concert's over. And everybody turned around and was rushing to the televisions. <laughs> yes, yes. Where's the game? What's so going on? So nobody left. The show was over. They but played. everybody went to the big TV. They ju- yeah, they just turned around. It wasn't they weren't big. They were <laughs> just you know on the wall behind the bars. And so everybody, I mean thousands of people. It was funny to see. So it was a big line to get in, and it was no line to get out. It was no. Everyone stopped. A, a city that craved yeah. big time sports for a long time. The whole Vegas, LA wannabe thing, and UNLV basketball gave them a taste of that. But they got the NHL, and then they got the NA, NA, NFL. How much more bandwidth do they have if baseball or basketball shows up? Maybe they do. They well, certainly they have do. the tourist element. So the town, I think, plays bigger than just you know looking at a population number. Because there are people coming through, and they're there for entertainment. Hey, let's see a show. Let's see a concert. Let's see a game. Yeah, I think it's overstated for the Raiders, though. Because you're, you're talking eight games. And it's going to be mostly on Sunday afternoon when people are traveling to go home. Yeah, but, but Raider fans, hardcore, and will travel from Oakland or L.A. or Salt Lake. 5,000? Plus, they've got... Plus the, how many? The town craves the NFL. 5,000? Uh, I don't know. I'd be an interesting number. I probably would have guessed 10. It's probably the number I would have defaulted to, and that's a round number. Is it 8? Is it 12? I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, but you you and I both lived in Southern California, and you know what the freeway's like going back to L.A. And there's a lot of Raider fans in L.A. They're going to show up for that Charger game, Monday Night Football. Oh, I that's think there's like a, a but big But I game. think you can say in Denver there's a lot of uh, Bronco fans in Wyoming, in New Mexico, in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's anything unique. I have uh, extended family who have, have Eagles season tickets and Ravens season tickets. Not that far apart. You either apart. go north or, or you, you go, go south. south. Yeah. So I'm not sure that that's that unusual because you're able to do it because you only got to do it. Eight times a year. Right. And the way the secondary market has taken off, you don't even have to do that. I mean, you could cherry pick the games that are convenient and or interesting to you. Hey, this is a big game. The state works for us. And the other ones, you can sell them in our I think the other sports, basketball and baseball, and even hockey, you can get the folks who are more into the tourists. I just don't know how many tourists you're going to get on a Sunday. Because if you go to the Vegas airport on a Sunday... I stopped for work. You know, I had to be down there for so much for travel. When you just I was didn't doing... try to fly out on a no, Sunday. No, I just drove. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to get there two and a half, three hours early. Mine. By that time. Just drive, have your own car, beaver. have your own stuff. <laughs> you're driving by the Beaver Temple. Well, you have to get off the freeway there like I did that time. And, you know, stayed there that night when the snow was coming down real nasty. And that was a basketball, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was Conference a Conference tournament. Right, yeah. That was leaving. It was in March. And What are they at now? Are they at five conference tournaments in Vegas now? I think they should move general conference to Vegas. <laughs> Yuck's giving you a thumbs up. Guys need something to do in between the I sessions. I was going to say, come on. You know what I mean? Entertainment capital of the world, I guess they call it, right? Yeah. Hit a show, come back, spiritually uplifted. 
find the show with a 12 15 tip time hey, for this show. It's Vegas. <laughs> Vegas would set it, it up don't for sleep. you. Too. You know, Vegas would. Vegas is open to whatever. Yeah. All right, how does this work? What do we need to do to make this work? I think we got to fill hotel rooms. Oh, all wait basketball. Wait a minute. It's all virtual. All church conferences. Yeah. Nope, I think your good idea machine finally uh, finally uh, threw a rod there. You just, you just uh, spewing smoke. Did he out. say this is the place forever? <laughs> he just said this is the place. <laughs> right? There's a time and season uh, for everything. I do recall driving uh, during the start of the pandemic, having to be down there for family, as I said. And the one club that you would go to, I have never been inside. I think it was Cheetah's. And they have a marquee on the side of the freeway there on the uh, east uh, side of the freeway. And, you know, it's one of those things where they don't, you know, what do you, what do you call them? Strip clubs, I think, I guess. They don't mask up? Yeah. Well, it had a sign that said, sorry, we're fully clothed. Hey-oh. Oh, there you go. Which I thought was funny. Hey-oh. Wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 from, from those nights, what's that position called when you're in the on the working night side at the the slot at the old newspaper? Uh, you have to you have to come up with the the puns for the headlines. So you're always like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I thought that was that was funny. We're fully clothed. See the it was like a, a the old headline right take off of clothes. Yeah, we and got clothed because they don't wear clothes. We, we got we got it. They Thanks. jitterbug to no clothes. I never understood that concept, but they tell me that's what they do. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. A lot going on this morning, and we will get you up to speed. Spend this commercial break asking yourself, who announced they are not going to hit the panic button? That would lead to discussion, who should hit the panic button? We'll do that next. Stay with us.